Visiting with our Shap of the Week, it's Jackson Coker, junior wide receiver. And Jackson, great game last week against Bowie. You're the most Thank productive you. player on the offensive side of the ball. And I think people look at the stat sheet and go, well, wait a minute, Jackson didn't catch a touchdown. He, he only had two catches. How in the world is he the most productive offensive player? There's one word for it, physical. That's what the coaches say about you. That's what Coach Dodge says about you, that you embody that perfect attitude that they want out of everybody. How do you you approach the game of football here at Westlake? Coach Rogers uh, has talked to the receivers um, about you know being physical. If, if you want to play, you're going to have to not only catch the ball whenever it's thrown your way, but uh, you know be physical and block, obviously. Last year, I feel like I didn't do a good job of that at all, so I kind of took it personally, worked really hard this offseason, and got some great work from our from our defense and over spring ball, and it's really just all come together. Is there any kind of research that you do? Do you visit with a, a defensive coach or a defensive player to say, hey, you know, what's the worst thing that a receiver could do that throws you off your game? Do you, do you take the mental approach and find out what being physical is all about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've talked to uh, several DBs, um, talked to Leo, talked to Lucas a little bit, you know, ask him, hey, if I were to make this move, how would that affect you? Or if, what could I do on this route that would throw off the DB that I'm going against? Should I work inside? Should I come to the outside and then try to push him in? Stuff like that, you know, simple. The idea that you would be such a crucial part of the run game, I think people miss that, is that Westlake obviously has shined in the run department because they've had a what I would call a high-profile running back in the Kia Watts in the last two years. With Trip Graham, there may not be as much media attention, but he runs hard, he runs inside, and if there is anything to be had after the second level of the defense on a big run, it's pretty much down to to you, the receiving core. Talk about your role in the running game and, and how you prepare for it on a weekly basis going into Friday night. First off, all respect to Trip. Great running back. Uh, better teammate, just a great guy all around. He does his part for us, so I think it's it's only fair that we will do our part for him. Every time we have a, a, a pass play, he's out there blocking linebackers that are blitzing in, giving Taylor uh, time to throw the ball, you know, so it's just pretty much payback for, uh, you know, him helping us and uh, us helping him, so. When you guys watch film, does he see it? Do you, do you guys hear from him about how physical you are in, in the blocking department when he does break those runs? Sometimes, but most of the time it's, it's expected, you know, you're, you're teammates, you're, uh, that's your job that's what you're supposed to do so getting off the bus you don't look like a, a big physical wide receiver and I know that's uh, par for the course but you have an interesting journey because your brother played here and the idea that you had some incredible setbacks in your sophomore year you know right down to the point where you had to make a decision am I, do I want to play my sophomore year or do I want to have two good years uh, under my belt when I leave here and you made the the conscious decision to just shut it down. And I know that went against every fiber in your being, but it wound up being the right decision. Give mm -hmm. us some of that perspective from your sophomore year to now. Major, major improvement. Obviously, I had the concussion last year. I had to think long and hard about that decision. It was tough. For the people who know me, I, I always want to be out on the field and all that. But uh, it, it was the right decision because it let me not only mature physically, but also mentally. Uh, I can better uh, understand the game now. And obviously, I'm a lot more physical. So, did being on the sideline during that long playoff run to the semifinal kind of help you learn what it's going to take as you prepare for you know your first opportunity to play in the playoffs? Did watching and being a part of that on a daily basis during that run 
pay off for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mason, obviously, I watched him all throughout the playoff, watched Jake, Penny. I just saw what they were doing, what they were doing well, what didn't work. Took that in my mind, was worked a little bit. And then, obviously, we played some pretty good teams, really athletic teams last year. Uh, Sybil of Steel was probably one of the most athletic that we played, and I took a lot away from that game. So it was a great, great learning experience. I know that you probably annoy defensive backs in a, in a lot of ways because now, obviously, Mason has the track and basketball career and mainly the track and, and how successful he was in the hurdles. I think people understand how fast Mason Mangum is, but the few times that you've gotten loose and you've made catches that, frankly, as a broadcaster, shock me. You know, the expectation is, yes, you're going to make those tough catches over the middle. Yes, you're going to make those catches on the boundary. But then there are some times, like the catch a couple of weeks ago, where I just did not know how you put the ball in the end zone. First of all, Taylor puts it right on the money. It was a back shoulder throw, and you had maybe three yards of wiggle room between, I think, the six-yard line and the goal line. And somehow, in the same motion, you come down with the ball and have the presence of mind before you take that third step out of bounds to put the ball out. That's a split-second decision on your part. How do you get there, Jackson? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I'm always trying to get in the end zone. Catching that ball, I just thought, what can I do to get the ball in the end zone, obviously. Great ball from Taylor, great protection from the O-line. It's just a mental aspect, really, to the game. You, you got you to gotta want it. You got to have that desire, the burning desire to you know score for your team, get some points on the board. I'll take you to leadership because I know that that's a, a role you don't necessarily play as far as being a captain and being a junior. We can kind of see the evolution of this team and how the captains have led and how that leadership has grown and evolved over the course of the year. And then you lose Blake Webster. And, you know, we've obviously talked to a number of people that have cited how, how big of an influence he is. I know he impacts the entire team. As a junior looking up to a senior, what does that leadership look like from your perspective? I mean, all of our captains are great guys, especially Blake. I mean, I, I look up to the guy. Ever since I came to Westlake, I thought, what would Blake Webster do, you know? Just fantastic guy, fantastic player. With being a, a senior captain, it, at least in my opinion, you have to act like that on and off the field, and I think our guys embody that completely. They're just all fantastic. I look at your family situation, and there's a ton of support. Your mom and dad are, are about as close to the Mangums as far as uh, <laughs> unbelievable support. And, you know, it takes a lot to not only support the program, but also, you know, have a player that is involved as, as highly as you are. I view your dad as kind of almost a teacher in, in the way that you can handle things, handle adversity, handle the things that kind of go on with being, you know, 16, 17 years old. What is your home life and your relationship with your parents kind of transfer into Westlake football? Relationships are everything, and with my parents, it's no different. I love them both so much. Uh, I think they're the greatest. And yeah, I mean, like you said, my dad. My dad's a teacher. He loves football. He loves talking about it. Pretty much everything about it. And yeah, he he gives me advice. He says, "Oh, well, what if you would have done this on this play? How would that have affected?" And I, you know, we we talk back and forth, and not only lets him uh, have some fun, but it also like teaches me some stuff surprisingly too. So, uh, but yeah, it's relationships are key in everything that you do in life. When we talk about it, it's always a situation where you're mom and your dad are always asking questions of you that you might not necessarily have the answers to and you know we go through this as parents on on this side of the aisle we say okay you know is everything going okay 
we always have that, hey, we know you're going through a ton of stuff. We know you got a lot of things going on. But the question is, how are you doing? It may be a simple question. The word yes means a lot. And I think in this day and age where everybody's kind of communicating through texts and mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of conversation going on, that kind of daily interaction and daily support is so vital to say, you know, yeah, mom, dad, I'm, I'm good. I think the respect is something that you've earned. Is, is that something that you feel now that you're 10 games in, you've won a district championship and the playoffs are looming is do you feel that respect has been earned for you I, I sure hope so you know as you said respect is something that's earned I love this team uh, I'll do anything for the team um, yeah I hope I've, I've earned the the guys respect uh, and I mean they have mine so I always go through this with with all of our Shap of the week interviews and, and this is no different going into playoffs how does Jackson Coker get ready to play football what's your routine it all starts on Monday for me you know Monday after school you know practice got to be focused got to be you know everything Coach Dodge always says play like it's Friday night, you know, and I, I, I try to do that. I try to go out, go full speed. I think the team does a great job of that in practice. We're all, you know, running around, doing our jobs. You know, we carry that in through uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday, finally, you know, we have the, the little uh, walkthrough during the period. Everyone's clicking. It's all going great. Balls are on point. Everyone's blocking. Everyone's catching. And then Friday, I put in low tunes, you know, go in the weight room a little bit, maybe take a little nap. Think about the game, think about what it means to the seniors, what it means to also myself, you know, what I can do to, to help the team during the game. And it's I find that the weight room has kind of become almost a monastery for a lot of guys before the game. You're like the third straight guy that says, yeah, I normally go in the weight room and take a nap or chill or meditate or something like that. What tunes are spinning when you're when you're kind of getting to that game mode? I, I, I go through a lot. People call me weird, but I listen to Frank Sinatra before the game. Atta boy. It is, I, get, I get a lot of heat for it, but I, it, it gets me going for some reason. I don't know, man. What's but, your uh, number number one Sinatra track? Ooh. Probably fly me to the moon. Nice. I love that song. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I had some respect for you walking in the room. Now I have even more <laughs> of respect. That's that's old school stuff. And yeah. uh, here's hoping that uh, number one, your junior season continues. You've had a fantastic year, and hope we get about six more games out of this run. Yes, sir, yes, He's sir. Jackson Coker, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, Joe.